This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Father, we thank you for your word. Breathe on us once more. I thank you that we will have the upper room experience today. Thank you that you will speak through me. Thank you that chains are being broken right now. Thank you that healing is manifesting. Thank you for your presence. I yield myself as a vessel. And I thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <sighs> Happy Mother's Day. I'm a proud daughter of this house. In 2000, I had three kids, a young mother. Early 2001, it was a Sunday morning, and we were driving home from church, and we lived in Manassas, and there was so much going on, and I was in tears in the car, crying out to God. And just before we made our turn, we saw a sign for Living Faith Church. I said, oh my goodness, there's a church right here. And I saw that they had a Tuesday evening service. So we decided to check it out. And our lives changed forever. When I got here, God just changed my life. And I started learning. And I started yielding. I started hearing. So everything I shared today was because of that day that I made the decision. Honor Pastor John, I love you. Why am I tearing up? (laughs) You're a true mother. If you haven't encountered her, as a mother, please do. So I've been here. I know Pastor Joan is a good mother. And then we get to travel to Oxford. And her mother instincts, oh my goodness, she will have breakfast and check on us if we've had breakfast. We are grown adults having fun. We will go out and we'll come back and she's waiting for us to check if we've eaten. On the flight, she's making sure everybody's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So on Tuesday morning, I was in my office quite excited because Mother's Day is coming up. And Pastor Gavin, I was going to Cancun this morning. So I was quite excited about my trip to Cancun and (laughs) everything. Miss Christine this morning said, Why, you didn't go? I said, no. (laughs) So I'm just sitting there excited about Cancun and excited about Mother's Day because God had given me a word to share. So I'm putting it together so when I get home, I'll have Samantha record me and then I'll post it on social media. As I was writing it, I get a call from Pastor Gavin and he says, oh, would you like to take up the um, preaching today? And I quickly say, yes. I didn't even think about the trip. 
I said, yes, Pastor Gavin, because I thought, oh, this message, God wants me to share to live in faith. So we talked for a little bit. He hangs up. Then I said, oh, my goodness. What about Cancun? <laughs> so I called Samantha immediately because she, this is a gift for us on Mother's Day. So I called her and she said, Mommy, it's fine. We can go on Monday. I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> then I sent uh, my husband a message and he said, oh, fine. We'll go on Monday. And lo and behold, she went online to switch the flights. And we saved, what, $99 just by going on Monday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a blessing. So Pastor Gavin, I thought I had the message because I was quite excited about it. I was writing it down. So the moment my husband got home, I said, I'm preaching and I have my title. I have everything ready. Wednesday, I had everything. Thursday, then Thursday evening, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me. I said, oh, I'm not supposed to share that. So, <laughs> but first I wanted to take time as a mother um, before I share what the Holy Spirit said with me, I wanted to encourage mothers. You know, Pastor Gavin shared a little bit and I thought he was going to steal my message. <laughs> Motherhood is under attack right now. If you say you have four kids, oh my goodness, how do you do it? Four blessings and you're asking me how I do it? We call them terrible twos. Who gives a child that name? And then when you say you have teenagers, people start, oh, they are moody. They have all. What does God say about children? What does he say? So I, in honor of my four amazing kids, I wanted to share my four favorite verses that God has blessed me with and that I've been speaking over my kids. I see the manifestation of those words. Some I don't see completely, but I know his word is true. So if you're a mother here, I want to encourage you. If you don't have these scriptures down, write them down. If you are believing to be a mother, write it down. If you have adopted, if you have a desire, a mother is somebody who protects, who cares. You don't have to have natural kids of your own. The fact that you haven't given birth doesn't mean you're not a mother. So today I want to encourage you. I want to start with my favorite four verses before I get into my message. Um, Ms. Donna. <laughs> so she didn't have some of my translations, so I will just read. <laughs> I'll read and also disclaimer. My husband told me, Francisca, Please don't yell. <laughs> and I said, I will do my best. If you know me when I get excited, yelling comes. If I start yelling, please forgive me. I love you. <laughs> so, and also for those that are grieving, if you've lost your mom, I know this is a sad time, but they are smiling down on you. So feel their warm embrace and enjoy. Children, in Psalm 127, 3 verse 5 says, children are God's love gift. That's the passion. They are heaven's generous reward. 
Children born to a young couple will one day rise to protect and provide for their parents. I'll just end it there. Children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. So if you have one, do not use your words against what God has said about them. Don't look at their present situation and say anything else because all he's saying is that they are his love gift for you. He loves you so much that he blessed you with a child. Just do not let society condition your mind because right now people start talking about college. Hey, how are you going to take care of them? Really? When we are tapping into Jehovah Jireh, when we are God's favorite children and he blesses us with a love gift, you're worried about their college fund. You're worried about their teenage years. You're worried about where they are going. I want to encourage you today. Do not buy into the lie that society is trying to project on procreation. Do not. Isaiah 54 verse 13. It's really my favorite because it changed my life. I'm African. I'm Ghanaian. I'm ambitious. And I had plans for all four of my children. I knew where they were going and I knew where they have to be. And I was trying. Unfortunately for me, I started motherhood really young. I started when I was 17. I didn't plan. I didn't have any education about how to be a mother. So it was quite challenging. By 27, I had had all my four kids. No plan, nothing, but I knew where they were going. So I was quite stressed, trying, because every single child is going to go to this school. I, have all the, I had all the Ivy League guys. I went to Oxford. They were going to do better than me. I had everything down. Then God said, really? Read Isaiah 54, 13. And he said, all your children will have God for their teacher. What a mentor for your children. I said, all your children will be taught of the Lord and great will be your peace. The more I allowed him to teach them and guide them, the more peace I had. I lost that control, that power. So sometimes people think, oh, you've changed. Oh, why are you treating your kids this way? I thought you were a harsh mom. I'm not. I've come to believe in Isaiah 54 verse 13 that God is teaching my kids. So no matter where they are, no matter where they go, I just have to rely on his word that he will teach them and he will show them and this has given me so much peace. I sleep at night. I say, thank you, Lord. Wherever they are, there was a, a point of my time. One day I was in Ghana and I realized that all my kids were in different continents. It's like, God, just in a moment I said, God, I know girls and all, you are teaching them. You are teaching them. You are protecting them. And it gave me so much peace. So I didn't have to put them all on FaceTime and check what they were doing and all that because I knew he was there with them. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 is so prophetic. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And Pastor Barry always said, 
If you are born in a garage, that's, that doesn't mean you're a car. It doesn't matter where you were conceived, whether your parents planned to have you. It does not matter. Before they even thought about coming together to form you, he said, I knew you. So that child, God knew. Maybe you were not expecting to have another baby. Maybe it was an accident. But God knew the plans and purposes for that child. So just look at that child through Jeremiah 1 verse 5, that they are a prophet and they are going to change their generation. My last verse to encourage mothers is a verse of this house, Isaiah 8, 18. Here am I, and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders. If you've heard Pastor Barry preach before and you haven't heard this, he spoke this over us, that we are for signs and wonders. Every time he stood here and he said that, I took it and I said, I'm for signs and wonders. And I took it over my kids. They are for signs and wonders. Your children are for signs and wonders. Children of this house are for signs and wonders. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So be encouraged as a mother. Don't partner with society. Partner with the word of God. Speak over them. See them with the eye of God and bless them. Amen. Amen. So now to my message. Every mother wants something. You know, once you have little kids, you are always looking for a time to be by yourself. What do we call that time? Me time. me time. It's me time. Hallelujah. That's the title of my message. It's me time. It's a mighty explosion time. It's time for us to manifest. It is what time? Me time. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God, maybe I should just stand here because I like it here. <laughs> so God had a plan for mankind. And his plan was for us to reign and rule. So when you're looking for a foundation, you go where it started, right? So we'll go to Genesis 1, 26 to 30. What time is it? What time is it? It's time for us to explode. Me time, mighty explosion time. So we are going back to where God created and ordained and told us about how we are going to explode this world. Amen. So then God said, let us. Oh, she has it. So then. Ooh. <laughs> Thank God. So Ms. Donna is my very, very good friend. So you see a lot of, <laughs> yeah. So then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. And let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the bears of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth and over Everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. Miss Donna. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him male and female. And, 
<laughs> and God blessed them, granting them certain authority and said to them, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subjugate it, putting it under your power and rule over, dominate the fish of the sea, the breast of the air and every living thing that moves upon the earth. So God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the entire earth and every three tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you and to all the animals on the earth and to every bed of the air and to everything that moves on the ground, to everything in which there is the breath of life. I have given every green plant for food and it was so because he commanded it. Amen. Amen. That's, that just encourages you. I hope that that's something to your spirit because when God created us, he gave us a mandate to rule, to dominate, to have dominion. Anything apart from that is contrary to what God ordained you to be. Anything. If you deviate from this, you have deviated because his purpose, his plan is spread. It's set. It's there. Clear. You don't even need any explanation. But you know, there was an enemy. That also had a plan. In John 10, 10. He, that's what he comes to steal, kill, destroy. But see, John 10, 10 is good because it doesn't just end there. So even right there, he had a plan. He said, no, I also have a plan for this generation. I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I deceive. So I'm going to do my best and see what will happen. So Genesis 3, verse 15 Genesis 3, he goes, he deceives Eve. Eve now takes the fruit to Adam. And then Adam takes a bite of the fruit and now they feel ashamed. They feel like everything God said in Genesis 1.26, now they are doubting it. They, they are not sure. They, they are confused about everything. But God said, no, no, no. Yes, you've fallen. Yes, you were disobedient, but my plan for you still stands. My plan for you will not change. So in Genesis 3 verse 15, he said, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Even in the fall, God was saying you are superior. You will crush his head. Your seed can never be friends with the seed of the enemy. You cannot be in the same place at the same time. You can't have the same mind frame. I'm setting you apart. Wherever you are, you'll be above and you will crush it. You will stamp on it. You will mess it up on the head. A bruised heel is better than a bruised head. So he said, no, 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 no. No, no, enemy, no. Yes, you can have all your plans. Yes, that verse talks about Jesus as well. But if we go through the Old Testament before Jesus appeared, there were still 
powerful men and women who were bruising the enemy's head. Let's look at Abraham when he heard the word. He took it upon him and said, I will take this word. I will circumcise my whole household. We will reign on this earth. I will be the father of multitudes. And he started walking it. Let's look at Joshua, Moses. They had the Red Sea. They were crushing the enemy. For you to redeem your generation from the grips of Egypt, that's crushing the enemy's head. Don't you agree? Let's look at David. In the Bible, he met a lion and said, no, you can't kill me before my time. I have power within me to kill you. Then he met Goliath and he said, How, who are you? This uncircumcised, you are part of that lie in Genesis. You are part of the plan that wanted to steal, kill and destroy. But I'm not going to let that be. Look at Joseph when he took his whole generation because he dreamt with God and saw a vision and brought them out of famine. Let's look at Esther, a young girl in front of a king. She said, God, what do you want me to do? I won't let the enemy steal my people. So I will go with you. I will crush his head. If I die, I die, but I will go. I will go to the king. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, we will disobey the king because we know whom we've served. Even when they were put in the fire. Hallelujah. They knew. They knew that they have to crush him. They have to crush him. So through the Bible, God was showing us that yes, he's a deceiver. Yes, he will try. He will lie to you. He will come to you. He will attack you. But you are above. You are superior. Your seed is superior. You cannot be friends with him. You cannot. So through the Bible, he shows us Deborah. He shows us Elijah and Elisha. He shows us all these great stories to encourage us that no matter what, through the fire, through the waters, through challenges, through COVID, through famine, your mandate is to have dominion. Your mandate is to crush his head. Your mandate is to walk in authority. Your mandate is to stand strong. Yes, challenges will come. Yes, situations will come. But your mandate is to stand and crush him. You cannot crush him when you are laying down. You cannot crush him when you are laying down. He's saying stand. You are not standing in your power. You are standing in the power of the Most High. Hallelujah. so excited because the word of God is powerful. I stand here a testament. I don't stand here one that hasn't been through challenges. I've cried. I've screamed. Some of you, Omar, unfortunately, has seen most of it. <laughs> I've gone crazy. 
he's kept me. He's kept me. Hallelujah. So, through all this, through all this, God is saying, Mm-mm. I want to show you something. My redemption plan hasn't changed. You know God, when he says he forgives and he remembers no more. Do you know one example that's so clear? He still trusted a woman. After Eve, after Eve took the fruit, he still trusted not only a woman, a virgin teenager. Who is this God? Who is this God? A grown woman was in the garden. You gave them simple instructions. They couldn't obey. But through your redemption plan, you choose a teenage... Do you know teenage girls? (laughs) But he chose. He said... See, if you have a teenage girl, now you have to look at them differently. Because God trusted them. Why can't you trust a teenage girl? They don't have attitude. They are not rude. They are not lazy. They've got it, right? Ah. He chose a teenage girl. A teenage virgin. And he said, you... I will trust. She had doubts. After the angel spoke to her, she said, okay, I am here, the handmaid of the Lord. I'm ready to receive. And that's the attitude, you know. There are challenges. There are times God will give you a a dream, a vision, which is beyond your imagination. How can you, a teenager, you're in your room and the Holy Spirit says, you have a child But the whole, oh my goodness, this is so confusing. This can end you up in a psychiatric hospital. (laughs) If you are very technical about it. Your whole community can take you to a unit because you need counseling. How on earth do you explain that I'm going to give birth? That is the Holy Spirit. God was just telling us, you can't understand the way he works, period. You cannot figure it out. Stop it. You can't. You can't. You can't figure it out. You can't figure him out. You can't. So stop and say, let it be unto me according to your word. Let it be. Unto me, just like Mary did. And now Mary had this seed, baby Jesus, right? We are still about dominion, right? We are talking about, what time is it? Mighty explosion time, right? M-E, me. So Mary has this baby. It's confusing. Joseph wanted to leave. He couldn't. Now Mary... Led by the Spirit, decides to visit Elizabeth and this baby Jesus. And the encounter that happened there was so glorious. And I want us to read about it. In Luke 1, 39, verse 42, 
Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke, spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Do, do you see what is happening? Mary is carrying baby Jesus. Who are we? What are we carrying? We are carrying the risen victor victorious king. We are Jesus with skin on, right? That's what Vasubari said. His hands in your hands. His feet in your feet. We are carrying him. I'm expecting reactions as we go out. This baby in Mary caused Elizabeth to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on now. This baby in a, a Mary's womb caused Elizabeth, the baby. Mary didn't go in her own authority. The baby in Elizabeth's womb lived for joy because of the baby, the seed Mary was carrying. It wasn't because it was Mary. You are carrying a more powerful seed. Back then he was a baby. He was still God. But we are carrying the resurrected power. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave. What is it? It quickens our mortal body. You know, one thing though, when you are pregnant, it's you are aware. So right now, what the Holy Spirit was saying, remind them to be aware of what they are carrying. We are all carrying him. You know, pregnant ladies walk a certain way. They sit a certain way. You are so pregnant that as you go out today, expect reactions because you are not carrying an ordinary seed. You are carrying the king of kings. Expect dreams to be kicked. Expect healing. Expect an anointing, a feeling of the Holy Spirit. You know, he's there. You have him already. It's just that you haven't used it. You are not aware. As you go to the shopping center, open your eyes. As people see you, as you touch them, as you go around them, now expect it. What time is it? A mighty explosion time. Today, I encourage you, do not walk out here the same. You have him already. There's an activation going on. As you go out today, allow him to come out. Somebody's baby will be kicking. And he said, I know. I know what I'm carrying. Demons will tremble. You get to a place and people are uncomfortable because of what you carry. It's okay. It's okay. Just deliver them. People will hate you because of what you carry. Love them anyway. Exercise that authority, that power. You know, we are too relaxed as a body of Christ. We are too quiet as a body of Christ. We have something better than the world. We have the king of kings in us. We are no ones that put our head down. We walk in authority. We walk in strength. We walk in power. We have the king of kings backing us. 
We have the Lord of Lords back in us. Don't look at yourself the same. Do not allow the same deceiver from the Garden of Eden to deceive you that you have no power. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You have it. Use it. Use it. The world needs it. Use it. Go out. Heal the sick. Set the captives free. Mary's encounter with Elizabeth was powerful. She started Shandarayama Kosontoroye as she met Mary. Can you imagine causing that reaction at Costco? That's what I'm expecting. We have to expect it. Church, now I get to my favorite. Miss Dawn, are you ready? Woo! But I don't think you have the translation I want. So I will read, you put it up. And I will read my translation. It's Romans 8, 19. Oh, you know this, but let me read it from the Passion for you. It says the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Let me read it to this side. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. I can't be on tiptoes right now. Can't you imagine? Right now, the whole world, they are tired. How long can you be on tiptoes? How long can you be on? Come on, church. We've made them stand on tiptoes, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. They are tired. Let's relieve them. Let's manifest. Let's relieve them. What time is it? He said, you shall declare a word and it shall be established. You shall decree a sin and it will come to pass. You are powerful. You know who you are? A royal priesthood. Oh, God's own chosen generation. What time is it? What time is it? I want to encourage you today. Please, let's relieve the world. They've been on tiptoes for too long. They've been waiting. They've been bound. They need to be set free. They need to be released. They need the healing. They need the love. They need a passion. They don't need condemnation. They need us. They need us. I pray that today, as you go out, you relieve somebody that's tiptoeing. To walk tiptoeing is not comfortable. It's not comfortable. Allow the Holy Spirit to just flow.
this is not a works program. This is not, I've checked this, I've checked that. No, Jesus didn't do that. He just flowed. He just went everywhere doing good. Everywhere he went, he did good. Let's start by doing good. Can we do that? Let's start by smiling. Let's start by walking. Let's start by showing them. We can only show them. We can only be natural. We can only have fun. We can only be crazy like I do. <laughs> Just that. Allow him to flow. When Mary was going for that visit, she wasn't planning that. I'm going to get Elizabeth to speak in the Holy Spirit and to get baptized and to be filled. That wasn't her plan. She was just led. She was just led to visit. Let's visit as you are led. Let's love as you are led. Love is what will change the world. I was so blessed when my brother was sharing about compassion. Love is what will change the world. What time is it? What time is it? a mighty explosion. Pastor Barry, and I will always mention her name, his name. <coughs> that man, the words from his mouth changed my life. I literally took every word he said, and I'll go home and I practice it. He really gave me some crazy ideas. <laughs> and I'll try, and my husband sometimes would say, um, one time when I first came, and I was believing for healing and stuff. And I think we went somewhere and my kids got medication. And I put it in the drawer. And my husband said, are you going to give it to them? I said, no. He said, what? Then I'm standing in faith. <laughs> I use the kids as your, what is faith filled or whatever. So let me practice, you know. Yeah, but I did a lot of things he told me to do according to the word of God. A lot of them worked. I'd say 99% worked. I'm still waiting for that 1.1%. But, you know, what was I even saying? Now I forgot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But what I was, I don't remember what I was saying. Anyways, but what I wanted to encourage you is that, oh, now I remember. He always said that the Christians in Manassas are responsible for what goes on in Manassas. The Christians in Virginia are responsible for what goes on in Virginia. Can we just start with Manassas and move to Prince William and then move to Northern Virginia? Because Northern Virginia will be saved. Northern Virginia will be saved. Let's take small steps. Let's allow him to flow through us. Let's laugh. Let's explode. Let's have some me time. Amen. Amen. I would like to encourage you, if you are here and you haven't had that experience, you can't even have that me time if you haven't met that Jesus. I met him when I got to this country in 1994. I met him and I took the Bible and I took every word literal. I will take rights from strangers. And I'll say, 
No evil will come near my dwelling. No one will harm me. And my uncle said, you are crazy. I said, but the Bible says I'll be protected. (laughs) I will cook rice and wait for somebody to bring me the sauce in faith. And it came. I took everything literal. I'm me. If you tell me, Pastor Barry will say, believe God first for the shoelace, I'll believe him for the shoelace. And then the shoe. I'm practical. If you say, go do this, I will do it. Let's start. Maybe you need to believe him for that shoelace. Maybe you need to believe him to hear one word. Maybe you haven't even had that encounter. Today, I encourage you, do not leave here the same. If you haven't met that Jesus, 17 years ago, he checked. Not 17. I was 17 when I met him. Now everybody knows my age. Don't worry. I'm young. (laughs) I met him. He changed my life. He transformed me. He's still transforming me. I'm not standing here perfect. My kids will testify my husband. I'm learning. Every day I learn. But I'm the spoiled brat of the Most High. He loves me regardless. He loves me. I said, God, I know you are pulling your hair with this. He said, no, I've covered it all. So when I walk confident and dress up and walk like I owe nobody, it's because he keeps reminding me he's covered it all. If you want him to cover it all, it's just one step. There's no steps. One Just one. So if you haven't had that encounter, if you need a touch, whatever you need today, as I end my message, don't be proud. Come up here. There will be ministers here that have walked through this that will help you activate it. So as I end my message, if you forget everything I said, apart from this beautiful dress I'm wearing, (laughs) remember, it's me time. When you take a shower and you say, I'm having a me time. Yes, you're having a mighty explosion time. Amen. So, if we all stand up. Like I said, we serve an amazing father. We have a good father. It's Mother's Day. He's a mother and a father. And he loves you. So if you need an encounter, you come up here. If you need a touch, if you have any issues, if you need to start exploding and you don't know how, come up here. There'll be ministers. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for an amazing time in your presence. What you told me, I've shared. I thank you that you are breathing over that word right now, that seed that has been planted as your people go out. I pray for a mighty explosion. I pray for a revival. I pray for a refilling. I pray for an explosion that everybody will say, the people that turn the world upside down have come here also. I thank you for every home that is represented here. 
I bless you that as they go, they will be the head and never the tail. They will be above only and never beneath. Father, whatever they put their hands to will prosper in Jesus' name. I pray protection. I declare that no evil will come near their dwelling. I thank you, Lord, that a thousand will fall by their side, 10,000 by their right hand, but it shall not come near them. Depression will not come near them. Accidents will not come near them. Premature death will not come near them. In Jesus' name, Father, I release a spirit that will break every curse of poverty. Every poverty mindset, I break it and I crush it in the name of Jesus. I release supernatural financial blessing, ideas. Father, in Jesus' name, over your people right now, ideas that will bring finances in the name of Jesus. I thank you for restoration for every family that there's separation every child that is lost father we call for that child back in the name of Jesus we pray for a reconciliation a time for restoration in the name of Jesus we pray amen